I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Blackout Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Join us always on our co-host. Karen. And we're live on a Saturday, ready to do some feedback. Find us everywhere you find podcasts, all right? Mm-hmm. The official weapon of the show is the folding chair <laughs> and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme housekeeping news housekeeping news don't forget black friday sale going on for three more days three more days um you know midnight on the fifth is over uh i have been getting emails from people where it is automatically renewing but then there's some type of miscommunication between PayPal and our website to where people are losing their access, even though it is renewing. Um, obviously, email me. You know, I'll take care of that right away. It's not a problem. Um, but I'm also going to audit it after the sale. I'm going to just go through and make sure everybody's stuff is um, nice. accurate and reflective on the website and Correct. all that stuff anyway. Right. Um so I'll just I'll make I'll double check for everyone who has gotten the Black Friday sale renewal just to make sure that you you know got, got what you paid for because our goal is always to make sure you get what you paid for. You right. can always email me the black guy who tips at Gmail. I take care of all the technical stuff. So if you have any questions um, or whatever, just send me that email and it's that's the easiest way for me to handle it. Yeah. It normally doesn't take me too long. Mm-mm. Yeah, and and uh, the thing about uh, social media, y'all, we're very busy. I know a lot of people like to do that, but to get the quickest access, just email. Yeah, yeah, don't DM, don't, mm-hmm. yeah, no, no, don't write a postcard. Just please uh, send the email. Yeah. It's just yes. it's easier to keep it in one place Correct. and to keep track of like what my workflow is and all that stuff. It, and and it'll it, it'll be easier for you too. You'll get um, your stuff taken care of right away. So Correct. if you're having any issues, just please email me. Um, all right, so this is the feedback show. This is the episode where we talk about the things that you wanted to talk about. Um, we're going to give you guys the, you know, feedback to your comments on our website, your votes in our polls, your votes on the polls and the, and the comments on, on Spotify for podcasters. Um, we're going to talk about your voicemails if you left any emails. Uh, we got a couple cars in the mail. Yay. Like we got we got a bunch of stuff to talk about here and we appreciate it. And we couldn't do it without y'all. Right. And now with the newly refreshed uh, button on our website, you know, people <laughs> have been donating. People can donate. Mm-hmm. People can sign up to become new donators to the website. And for all of those people, of course, we make sure they get a shout out. We do. May I have your attention? You are now listening to Charlotte's Own, Rod and Karen. We welcome the good folks who tithe to the Black Tiger Tips. Today's a new day. Ah, uh, yes, new money, new something. Uh, Adam S. Returned donation. Mariano, uh, recurring donator. Jason F., thank you. Tyrone M., uh, a girl, uh, Appia, Waste Bees Basura, Jasmine A, Michael Irvin, the Playmaker, Michael F, Allison H, Mary H, Stefan H, the H's is in the house. Ain't that old? David A, uh, Jonathan H, back to the H's, Corey B, Brian B, Jeff M, J Full, Marvin B, yes, Marvin B, uh, Michael W. 
Um, let's see who else. Mako H, Early Days of Photography, McCole F, uh, Asia D, and lastly, Chriselle B. That's everybody, everybody. We appreciate y'all for, uh, you know, putting something on this, okay? Ooh. We know it's it's not it's hard out here in these times, Come okay? On. Yeah. It's not just hard for pimps anymore, guys. It's hard out here for hoes. It's hard out Everybody. for the Johns. It's hard out here for everyone in the micro, in the in the uh, system, all right? Uh, all right, let's get into the comments on our website. I forgot to do, I just realized I forgot to do, do it for the gram. My bad. I'll try to remember next time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, let's see. The first episode of last week was episode 20. Oh, wait, what am I doing? I'm skipping reviews. Five star reviews. We got two new ones. Yay! We never want to skip that. Never. Y'all are very important people. Uh, PJ Fat, uh, P Fashion 24. P Fashion uh, left us a five star review. Love this show. Been listening about 10 years now. Keep up the great work. Thank you. 10 years. That's Thank what I'm talking you. about. You've been holding tough. I'm glad you, I'm glad we didn't offend you when you decided that's enough for y'all. Uh, at that point in 10 years, we probably did offend you and you just came back and we appreciate you. We do. Charging Hennessy rates, <laughs> says Carol. Carol A, who says, longtime listener, unfortunately first time reviewer. I deeply love this show and these two human beings. They have been with me for 16 years, four jobs, and a pandemic. They have encouraged me to live unapologetically as myself, be the loudest laugh in the room. Thank you, Karen. And be okay <laughs> leaving functions early. Thank you, Rod. I now get to judge you non-review writers, and I will see y'all behind the paywall. Hashtag TBGWT Nation. Thank you. Come on through and judge put that mlk fan right below your eyes and look at other people's and judge mm-hmm. <laughs> we we love to see it i think you may have given us a couple bonus years with 16 years but i appreciate you yeah probably been following you for 16 years you know you've been out know. in the street for a hot minute i don't know that's a long time Woo. Uh, episode 2808 Marvel Fatigue Fatigue was our listener feedback episode we got seven comments Appia says about being a self-made woman or not almost no one is self-made that's my opinion of course the level of support differs I don't know if it's cool in Germany to point out how hard you had it but I fear I play this card way too little because I often forget that I'm an immigrant in my regular life and I only on occasion meet other ones in my old team and in my current team I was the only person not born in Germany. Hey, I seem to have made it. It's only when Mr. Appia says something about a children program and if I, if I also watched it and the answer is always no. What's funny is I have the former poor person disease. This month, I look at my pay slips and see that I will get double the regular money. First feeling is fear. What? Will I get in trouble? What's happening? Then I remember that it's November and it's in my contract and November is double money. The next feeling is guilt. I must be doing great if I can just forget this fact. I obviously, I've gotten too spoiled. Next feeling is fear of failure. This can't all go away. I've gotten used to it. The next feeling is more guilt. I should do more good with my money. Uh, I stated I started paying for school for a 17 year old girl in Uganda this year. So this makes me calm for a minute. More fear. But what if it all goes away? I should also bury this money somewhere for bad times. But where? Trying to relax. I'll be you're sensible with money. 
and made great investments and you still buy some stuff secondhand and don't throw money away you are fine support some people in need and it's fine feeling somehow okay until next time if you suggest therapy i've done it and that's how i can watch my thoughts and laugh about them instead of taking them always seriously my new potential friend asked me about my regular yoga classes and i gave her my phone number uh there was a lot there was lots of he 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 involved (laughs) this might actually get somewhere well, good luck, Apia. Oh, good luck. Yeah, we can all kind of get in our own mind. You talking about the pay? I be looking at that. Uh, uh, I look at this. It's too high. I be like, hey, hey, I don't, I don't, I don't want the government locking me up. Y'all do something wrong. <laughs> Y'all yeah, do something wrong. I, I, I think working on game theory is a life-changing experience to me because I met a lot of people that I thought were uh, not as good at what they do as I was and or i saw i was just as good as what they do as as you know as they were Mm -hmm. and they've been making a living like this and they got used to the money and the treatment and all that shit and sometimes i could feel like i was the smartest person sometimes i wasn't but you know sometimes i feel like the smartest person in the room and none of those people felt like or at least came off like they thought they didn't belong there Right. And after that, I've not had imposter syndrome. I haven't had any of this, like, you know, do I deserve it? Guilt. I don't have any of that because I. it's like Michelle Obama said when she was like, you know, I've been in every room it, with all these people and they are not that smart, you know. And that's not a diss to them. It's a, to me, it's more of a, like, compliment to the rest of us to be like, hey, stop stop fearing that shit because right. i know i know it's psychological you can't change it but mm-hmm. just in general I, I at least for me i haven't felt that type of like imposter syndrome or you know guilt or any of those feelings since then mm. uh, i'm Sish- sasha pierce says i just had a messed up thought what if opia's potential new friends listens to the show anyway happy holidays ride and karen good luck opia now opia replied i of course already had this thought because of my brain disorder my conclusion is unlikely and if she did it's not like i'm planning to murder her so if she wouldn't <laughs> find it even a bit funny better she knows how i operate this call me thanks therapy Yatunde says, I just came here to drop this bar. Commiserate equal co-misery. You're welcome. Thank you, Yatunde. <laughs> Sean says, Dr. Rodimus Moral Prime Tips Goodman Pre-PhD. You earned that title with lonely, angry, and sad, dropping logic bombs like Aristotle. Uh, he put the Aristotle, but he said the D is solid. Um, then in the middle of another dissertation, you reasonably rewrote Titanic for me. First, I'm a huge fan of Humans Are the Worst movies. These are movies like Planet of the Apes, Starship Troopers, and Avatar that are framed on the human perspective while also having humans be the villains. Now I have to watch Titanic again while placing it in this category. Yeah, I mean, come on. The iceberg was just chilling. It was a bad day for him, too. Minding his own business. What is that, a ship? Uh, him, her, or them. I don't know the iceberg pronouns. Okay. Uh, my bad. My uh, bad. They might, didn't, they might say, be they. My yeah, bad. You didn't I'm say sorry. my bad. You didn't say no pronouns. It was me. I said him. <laughs> so uh, you didn't mess up. Okay. Thank you. Always enjoy listening. Keep it going. EVE says Black Friday seems to have evolved, and that's probably for the best. No one is fighting over these marked up televisions anymore. I hear you, EVE, but I kind of miss it. Like, not me going out. I miss Mm-mm. the stories of y'all beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah. And it's been like four, five years since we had a good old, like, somebody got stomped out at the Walmart, Walmart yes. over a $45 air fryer. That over was, the number one selling doll, whatever that doll is at the time. 
a $45 air fryer that was $46 yesterday, ah! and now six people are dead. I, I miss those stories. <laughs> Come on through. Life was simpler. I mean, I, I miss complaining about them. I miss being like, why don't they just do it online and fix all this? And then they went and did. They fixed me, didn't they? They went and did what I thought, and I said, fuck. <laughs> Not no more stories. The news can't even. Uh, a child didn't get j- kicked, drop kicked mm-hmm. for for uh, uh, for a, a, a PlayStation Five that nope. was marked down to three fifty. No children getting face slammed this year. I remember people would leave to go stand in line out in the cold and at, after Thanksgiving dinner for Black Friday sales. That was pure mm-hmm. madness. Yeah, yeah, they would leave dinner early. I remember years ago we used to have family members. They did that. Y- y'all be just eating. They be like, all right, let me get my plate to go. I got to go. The, the, the doors open up at five. I'm like, where is you going? Capitalism is a religion, and Black Friday is a holiday for, or it was for a lot of people. Um, and it's lost its meaning. You know, I want, you know, they talk about the war on Christmas. What about the war on Black Friday? It used to be a sacred event that happened every Friday. Actually, it used to happen like every Thursday, starting in the wee hours of a Friday morning, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first uh, shot across the bow was when they started actually having deals on Thursday. Yeah. When they would be like, Walmart's opening at 5 p.m. on Thursday. That's when we should have known, uh-oh, our holiday is really getting bastardized by the capitalism is going overboard. Because it used to mean something that you would wake up, brave the frozen tundra of a fucking late November before climate change. Uh, yeah fucked it all up late november morning and you fucking be at black friday deals in line outside the door deep as hell in in seven layers of clothes air freezing coming out your nose just making fog and you and and you know uh the, the real good troopers are the ones that go as a team and they look at everybody and they tell everybody specifically what to get so when y'all get in there, everybody break off in all directions. Yeah. So they so they can handle business. Yeah, that one aunt that was like the quarterback of the team, and they would have have everybody like this: the deal you going to get, and you you know you circle it on the flyer, and you yeah. know everybody's going to grab something, and then you get in there, and all the other aunts and their teams done had they they regiments mm-hmm. in their positions, and y'all fighting over motherfucking beanie babies or whatever the fuck cabbage patch dolls you know and 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 you and if you were even like 10 minutes late from the 5 a.m line you fucked up because you did you got there and they was like oh that beanie the buy one get one free beanie babies that was only for six deals and Mm -hmm. those six are gone can i interest you in a regular price beanie baby can i interest you in a normal size tv with a normal price tag to it (laughs) Mm -hmm. that used to be what black friday was and we losing recipes yes we are and that's one other thing we talking about the the the, the one black friday my heart goes out to the people that actually enjoyed that because you know it's people like they go well i don't No, my heart doesn't go out to them they're sociopaths psychopaths (laughs) i i appreciate it i appreciate it (laughs) i appreciated the articles about them taking a tire iron to some old lady's knee But at no point do I think they were good people. Like it's an evil type of person to give into that level of craving capitalist consumerism. It's, I mean, you know, it's a, it's, it's, you can't help yourself. But you know, at the same time, it's it's for the better. Probably what happened, but we did lose something when Black Friday became a two week thing. And at this point, you have to give into it. Like yeah, the blackout tips. We we it's okay. So Black Friday starting on the Friday before Black Friday. 
fuck it. I guess that's when the sale starts, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, don't forget Cyber Monday. Okay, yeah, it's going all the way through Cyber Monday. I don't I don't know. Whatever y'all say. <laughs> um, Shanna says, hey, Rod and Karen DeGaard. I'm chronically behind, so this isn't specific feedback, but if I kept holding it, I was going to write a dissertation. I just wanted to say that lady tried to lie on you, and Rod said, we will not have it. Oh, uh, Nah, seriously, I thought you handled the discussion and response well. I have a lot of Marvel thoughts, so I'll send that into the nerd off. I'm just glad we all see the media slant. Appreciate your take on things, even when I do agree with it. Had to switch it up on y'all. Shannon. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you. I appreciate that, you know? Yeah, somebody wrote an article about something that you have been saying. I I appreciate that, Shannon, because I don't like the stomach punch at the end of these reviews and comments where it's like, even when I don't agree, it's like, we don't need to say that. (laughs) Zero people expect you to always agree with them. What kind of fucking psychopath y'all think y'all listening to where you're like, oh, you had something you didn't agree about? I I can't believe it. I've only been talking for 90 million hours. <laughs> we don't function like that. Shit, we live with each other and don't even agree all the time. No one agrees with anybody 100% of the time. Leave it alone. Leave us alone. <laughs> the fuck? We are not crazy and we do make, if you're we not do not gonna, make that demand on if y'all. If you're not going to write down what you disagree with, just leave it out. Don't nobody give a fuck. <laughs> it must not be that important. You're still listening and we're fine. Everyone's fine. Ugh. Anyway um let's check the comments on um the youtube real quick see what we got for marvel fatigue fatigue uh a couple comments goodwill blurting says dear rod and karen i'm listening to the feedback show and i felt the need to send some love y'all's way i've been listening for 12 years plus i think as of lately you're often the soundtrack to getting the kiddos ready for school during the week oh mm-hmm Podcasts like yours help divert my path from ashy hotel to a sensible human being. Come on, on the real girl, though, you got some lotion. On the real though, y'all are like cooler, wiser, slightly older cousins. Thank you for being dope, man. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And listen, I've always said we are the Jergens hydrating coconut of podcasting. Okay, <laughs> we, we are trying to deashify everybody one episode at a time. Okay. Uh, Profess LCH writes in, so glad someone mentioned the missing the donate button. I looked for it and couldn't find it. So noted. Well, it's on there now, Profess. So, you know, if you feel, if you're feeling generous, okay, um, hit us up. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see what else we got. The Spotify stuff with this mm-hmm. and the poll. So the poll was, do you have to work on Black Friday? Yes or no? Mm-mm, I didn't have to this year. 19% of people did not. 80. I mean, 19% of people did. 80% did not on our website. And it's 27% of people did. And 73% did not on Spotify. What I think is interesting about this is if you make Black Friday two weeks long, like it is now, we all have to work on Black Friday, apparently. Because mm-hmm. apparently the next Tuesday is still Black Friday somehow. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> you know, uh, make it make sense. Uh, the Q&A was only two hours this time. We're trimming it down. (laughs) 
Neil says, I say talk how long y'all want to. I love hearing y'all talk, and the banter doesn't bother me. I appreciate hearing your voices. I'm extra. I'll listen to you for three hours. That's why I'm premium. Oh, thank you, Aww, Neil. Oh, shit. Now, thank you, baby. JB says, so proud of you. Thank you. You know, we're working on it, guys. <laughs> Carrie says, as a fan of the longer podcast, this isn't the flex y'all think it is. Just kidding. <laughs> I'll treat my longer podcast as the gifts as they come. Aw. Oh, thank you. Because we, because uh, as somebody who uh, I'm not in the office anymore, but when I was in the office, I used to look forward to, particularly with Hot Five Starter, when they podcast be like four hours. I'd be like, yes, nigga, y'all gonna give me the lunch. Let's go. Same. It's Trey says we love you out and Karen will even listen if it's kitten purring in the mic. Karen's occasional screams and Rod just staring at them like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> well, we kind of had that before we did the Mau Mau episode. Uh, Jay Jay Adamo says well hey this is Jada my mom came in to ask me about something I was cooking for Thanksgiving dinner during my voicemail lol like I said I do like being able to go home and still can work remotely yeah. <laughs> yeah, she left that voicemail. I remember that. We was like, I thought you said you was alone. Oh, yeah, somebody in the room. Sojo says, just wanted to send y'all some love from ATL. Hashtag Team Ryan Karen for life. Shout out to Sojo. Mm-hmm. Um, been a minute. Been a minute. Yes. Uh, Langston says, hope y'all had a good Thanksgiving. We did. We did. Raphael says, time to attend another sports event and report back. Ha ha ha. I know why I didn't get to three hours. Rod forgot a segment. Um, well i didn't we didn't do doing it for the gram so maybe that was it so maybe that's what i forgot but i it wasn't i forgot the segment as much as i forgot to do doing it for the gram (laughs) it's hard to remember i don't be on instagram that much (laughs) you need to put a you need to put an update in the calendar like a reminder or something uh sid says don't forget i don't think i have marvel fatigue i have tv movie fatigue after watching two years of backlog during the shutdown i got to get the itch to see a movie in the theaters but then the options thumbs down yeah, it's interesting too with that because I think if it's like a cultural event, you may have a chance to do it like Barbie and Oppenheimer. Because they'll keep them in the theater but a little longer. I think, you know, billion dollar movies are just fucking hard to get these days. And mm-hmm. uh, everyone's just worried about Marvel. And, and, it's, and it's such a weird thing because it's like Marvel movies have to make a profit. And then when the other movies don't make a profit, it's like, no one is, well, that's fine. That's fine. It's like, I, last time I checked, Disney got more money than God, too. So if we're just saying things are fine because the companies can handle uh, a oh, bad loss. return, right. then I guess shouldn't we be saying Disney is fine? No, we don't. It's our cultural obsession with it. It's a cultural tentpole, and we obsess about capitalistic shit like that. Amani says, oh, man. How will I make it through my work day with only two hours? Just kidding. <laughs> Y'all give us so much wonderful content every week. I dare not complain. I wasn't worried about y'all complaining. I thought mm-hmm. I just thought this was a funny thing to say, right? Because two hours is still a long show. So mm-hmm. I thought oh, compared to a lot of podcasts, we went from three to yes. two. Ha ha! You know, <laughs> Alicia says you do love your fans. Thank you for finding the song. I follow Infrared Crypto on Spotify. I'm adding the song to every playlist I have. Y'all the best. Glad mm-hmm. you enjoyed it. Coach Malik Bailey says, great convo about Marvel fatigue. It's crazy because my first reaction to hearing about a current movie that's in theaters is to check out when it will be out on streaming. And I think you're not alone. Yeah, a lot of people do that. And depend on that would depend on if they're going to go to the movies. And sometimes, particularly if it's this thing now where if a movie comes to the theater and it doesn't like hit like gangbusters, which a lot of movies don't, or it doesn't like over, over um, make more money and be profitable, sometimes I might be wrong, but sometimes I think they might literally pull it out early 
and just be like, well, fuck it, just send it to D, just send it to streaming, like quicker than normal. I don't know if they, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe that's they just don't. my hypothesis. I might be yeah, wrong. I haven't but, heard yeah. that one before, but it could be true. I don't know. But the thing I will say is this: um, I just keep noticing the sliding goalposts, and and this is a thing that I haven't brought up for years, and now I'm just. Fuck it. If I notice it, I'm bringing it up because I'm just tired of the simple narrative that is wrong about yes. this just being a Marvel problem. It's a movie uh, economy problem. It's a box office problem. It's a streaming platform problem. It's a content problem. And if we're going to talk about it, well, hey, I'm here now. I want to talk about it. Now that y'all now that y'all had your simple takes, let me go ahead and throw in mine. And then the thing for me is... Um, there's a lot of stuff people speculate that is wrong. And like one of the things people said um, that someone said was, uh, well, I was listening to a podcast and this podcast said that, you know, the other streamers putting out stuff like Napoleon and Killers of the Flower Moons. Well, they're not they're they're putting out limited releases just so they can qualify for um, award season, which one you don't I don't think you have to have theatrical release to qualify for award season anymore. You used but, to, but yeah, not yeah you don't have to anymore though. And this is we're talking about mm-hmm. right now. So it the thing for me was um this person was like, you know, so they're not they're just barely putting the films out. It's not true. It's actually not true. The Killers of the Flower Moon and Napoleon were on just basically just as many screens as a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm so those returns are just the returns of you did not sell as many tickets that's it it's i don't know why the bar has to keep moving but people do not want to live in that um the boat lot was our next episode um we had six comments uh apia says I admire the dedication of a white person with dreadlocks. Don't get me wrong. I don't support it or think that it's a good idea. No one likes a white person with dreadlocks. Black people don't because cultural appropriation. Racist white people don't because it's still a black hairstyle for them. Progressive white people know that it's not a great idea, so they don't. They also don't like it. Maybe some other white people with dreadlocks do, but I notice they often are the only ones in the social circle. Uh, interesting how they come to the point to notice other hairstyles are also cool, but not... But if I do them, it's not helpful. When I was 15, I had a friend who had a red henna colored dreadlocks, a white blonde girl originally. It was so much maintenance for her. Her blonde wavy hair refused the structure and she spent hours of rubbing soap and patchouli oil on it to improve the situation. Yes, because the the hair, it's the structure of your hair. White people's hair or, 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 or people with a certain structure of hair, your hair produces oil. And so whenever y'all get these hairstyles, a lot of times it knots it, it kinks it, it it, it fucks it up. A lot of times people go to like uh, uh, Jamaica and all these brown countries and get these people to do all types of pretty shit to their hair and come back here and their hair falls out. They have to fucking cut it. Uh, a lot of those designs uh, are designed for our hair because our hair does not require oil. Yeah, our hair does not produce oil, so our hair can hold it better. It's more structurally designed for it. Depends on your texture of hair. If you got this really, really, really straight hair, it's just not designed for it. And on top of that, you know, when uh, I've been talking about racism, yes, for a lot of white people, they think it's dirty and it's nasty. It's dirty and nasty on y'all hair. That's why y'all think it's dirty and nasty on our hair, and it's not true. Yeah, their hair does not create oil, so. Uh, or, no, their, their hair, hair does, does create oil, mm-hmm. which makes it get nastier and smellier and stuff yes also patchouli oil don't smell good to me 
I used to go to high, I was in high school with this kid that like introduced patchouli oil to me. He had like some type of perfume or scent thing where you like tap, you tap and put on your neck a cologne, and it just smelled like dead mushrooms to me. I, I don't get oh, it. Ooh, I don't think I've ever smelled it before. At least I remember it. Uh, I thought she was cool. My parents would have never let me have this hairstyle. Good in hindsight, she got tons of shit from teachers, kids, and other adults for it, but she persisted. On another note, a few years ago, I tried to find out what happened to her because she was never on social media and so on. Well, she has serious mental illness, schizophrenia, uh, like she is institutionalized. Hmm. Oh, that's sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as the uh, the <laughs> so admiring the dedication of white people with dreadlocks, uh, I, I don't know if I I'd say I admire it, but I, I understand that you could that how someone could. But I I don't I, I feel like it's like so stubborn. You know, it's like a, I, I, it's like if somebody was still wearing hammer pants today, you'd be like, uh, I mean, I guess good for you. You never you never wavered. <laughs> You never wear but You still got them pat leather shoes with them big ass laces. All right. Uh, Mako says, "Jilled off rod." I would like to say, in the words of Karen, "What the hell is wrong with you?" <laughs> the chuckle I chuckle, the holler I ho- let out, and the giggle I will get every time I think of the phrase "jill off" will keep me entertained for a long time. Also, regarding Megan Thee Stallion deciding to take a break from being a freak. Uh, well, she didn't say taking a break, did she? I thought she said she was done being a freak, but maybe it's just a break. Uh, we can read a lot into what she says uh, based on everything we see going on in her music and life, but I didn't take her message as her implying she wants to change her image or narrative. It seems like all she really said was she turned over a new leaf by being stingy with the box because it's toxic out in the streets. I believe she would like to keep being her freaky self if these niggas weren't so damn weird. Kay, thanks for the laughs. Great conversation. Bye. Here's the only thing, Mako. Here's the only thing. All you did was confirm what I said. Right. You can't trick me, sis. Okay? You tried your little move. Okay, you did. You went, oh, well, I'm going to go rook to the bishop. Nah, no, sis. Yeah, it's, I'm playing it's, checkers over here. I've seen what you did. It's some outside forces that's causing the behavior to change. So, yes. You said, I believe she would keep being her freaky self if niggas weren't so damn weird. That is what I'm saying. I'm saying niggas being weird made her, for some reason, decide to say that on the Instagram live. Everything they, yeah. people do, that is, there's a message, there's a meaning, whether it's subliminal, whether they mean it, whether they're aware of it or not. There's something, there's a lot of shaming of her going on. There's, she's at the, a lot of, there's been a lot of lies about her. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of mean things said. Yes. That party motherfucker put out that goddamn uh, song and shit. I, I, it's not about like her being weak or, or you should never want to change. It's just that to me, it's like a sad thing. It's like, oh, society kept fucking fucking with her until on some level she felt she had to address this now look i don't know her mind or her heart it could be completely random she she's not plugged into any of the things being said about her and she just made this decision as if she was just talking to the world to anybody that absolutely could be what happened and maybe you know this is all projection from my part you know totally possible but I don't know. Looking at her past and, and how, how she's been had like rabbit ears and responded to things yeah, she's said been about her to social media. The, the, yeah. the op-ed piece she wrote for the New York Times, her new album, which I don't even know if people been listening to, but it delves into some much deeper shit than just you know the pussy popping shit. Mm-hmm. And she's also getting older and stuff. And uh, 
this industry is not truly an industry that will ever be fair to women. If there was a rapper like Drake who's always tied to fucking different starlets and Instagram models and shit, and we ain't never had to talk about bodies or, right. you know, what does this mean? To, you know, we've never had that discussion, but for some reason, the double standard with women is putting pressure on them to have a certain type of image that people deem respectable. And for a long time, she's been, like, skirting that by being like, nah, I'm listen to my raps. I'm talking about fucking a bunch of people and doing a bunch of shit. But I think people have made her respectable in their brain because they're like, well, she's been associated with parties, so she still got a man, so she's not fucking everybody. But whenever it came up that she fucked Tori and then she lied about it in the interview for like 60 minutes or whatever, to me that's another hint at, oh, you care what people think about who you're fucking. It's just facts to me. Maybe I'm wrong, but I... I, I, it would be hard for me to believe anybody could exist in the world when she lives in and not be affected at all by the extreme level of misogyny, misogyny, misogyny noir that she experiences as a, a on a day to day basis. I, I, it's just a shame to me. Not on, on some like she let us down. It's a shame that motherfuckers couldn't just be like be. party. You're whack for that. Right. Uh, Troy, you're whack for that. Uh, I think that's that dude's name. Whatever, whatever that dude named the shire. What's his name? Tory. 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 You're whack for that. You know what I'm saying? Instead, we have to have a debate about it. Like it's two Correct. sides. And it's, it's crazy. Not. Kristen says about the Matt Rife situation. As a millennial with two teen daughters, the discourse around him is more than just he's handsome and that makes him funny. My wife and I have been talking about him and the way that the simp economy, he gained traction solely on crowd work where he seemed like a feminist. That is the biggest reason he got the Netflix special. He went from being fully propped up by a decidedly female audience online to doing the opening joke about DV and saying he's here for the boys, leading to all the women who liked him to feel betrayed. And now he's got attention to success from women viewers and is holding up his carefree and talk with uh, holding up. Oh, oh, okay. Holding up with a toxic man. Here's the thing about that, because I, I I hear you, but I wouldn't say his crowd work was feminist. Like I, I I've seen some of it. I've asked, uh, like I, when I saw this comment a few days ago, I actually reached out to JL Covan, who's like comedy anthropologist at this point. Um, and has done the deep dive on Matt Rife that I haven't done. I reached out to Andy Klein, who's also you know another one of these people that just uh, had knows like something about everything right yeah. and so i asked them both i said so was matt rife doing feminist stand-up st feminist crowd work and that's how he got on and and that's why this betrayal is even bigger and what they both kind of said was like it wasn't feminist like he was talking about the same shit dudes talk about uh fucking women and all that stuff um and but his crowd work wasn't mean and it wasn't belittling the women. And it wasn't, like, it wasn't making the jokes he made in that stand-up. He wasn't doing crowd work like, yeah, that's why you got a black eye because you can't cook. Like, it's so, I, I, I hear what you're saying, Kristen, in that uh, it's a betrayal of his women audience, and I completely agree. Right. But I, I, I think him being attractive is why he got the feminist cred that he never earned. He not doing feminism up there. 
You know, it's it's it's, it's and I think it's important to make that distinction because I think this is what happens when we put our values into attractive people like this to be like, well, they must represent everything we love. No, they really don't. A lot of times, it's there's not a secret. They're not hiding it. Um, but but the other thing I will say too, that's why I pointed out that James Dean corollary where that porn star. There was a woman who thought he was attractive. She wrote this nice write-up about him, about how he just understands women and understands sex, and he's it's different. And it's like, ma'am, you're just, you have a hard clit. Right. That does not make this guy a good guy because you are consuming his material. I think that's a very uh, modern mindset uh, that we should break ourselves of because I think it leads to people excusing stuff, which is, well, I like this person, so they must be a good person. Or I like what they do, so they must be a good person. Where a lot of times I think you can like what somebody do, but you have to ex- understand you don't really know them. Right. And so Matt Rife just gave us a, oh, we don't really know you moment. Of, where it's like, oh, we thought you were a type of dude because what you were putting out wasn't this. And then you hop two feet down as soon as you got your special. And I saw he was on Jordan Peterson's podcast talking about cancel culture. What a fucking heel turn. Like, that's a complete 180. From, and, and it looks like it was his plan. Like, he could not wait to dismount from the, like, because TikTok and, and some social media is almost inherently woke, meaning mm-hmm. if you need to work that algorithm, you really can't work the TikTok algorithm by being the guy who makes domestic violence jokes. Mm-mm. You can only work that algorithm by kind of being positive. Um, unless you just completely want to start off as a pariah. So seeing him do a heel turn, I, I mean, it must suck for his audience, and I'm sorry mm-hmm. people going through that. Right. EVE says, I'm aware of Matt Rife because he always popped up on my TikTok feed, and I found the clips on TikTok funny, so I checked out his Netflix special. Honestly, I fell asleep about 15 minutes in and wasn't interested in going back to it. I don't remember the jokes I heard or how I felt about it, so I can't say if it was good or not. But I think a lot of women feel betrayed by him because they think he's a good-looking guy, and he was supposed to be one of the good ones. I wonder if he if the hurt would be the same if he looked like a troll. Yeah, I agree. Hey, here's the thing about that, though. I watched the whole special and this is just my personal integrity. I watched the whole special because I do, if I'm going to talk about it, I actually think it's fucked up. Uh, and a lot of podcasts do this. A lot of people on Twitter do this. I actually think it's fucked up when people do the like, I couldn't even watch a second of it. And it's just fucking it's like, it's not a goddamn slave movie. Like it's not a documentary about, you know, child abuse. It's a standup is it, if you're going to, you know it's it's and i get it if you don't like it you don't like it but then i'm like opt out of the discussion about the criticism of it i'm not saying ev did this but i'm but saying it's a general yeah, thing when people get on platforms and talk they about like it the, like, yeah, then you need to consume what you're talking about so you have like a perspective you be like i hate the shit i watched the whole thing and i still hate the shit they act right? like it's the olympics like you get extra points for dismounting fastest mm-hmm. you know like oh uh, my my olympic speed was three seconds i heard honestly i saw the title of the album and i said hell no <laughs> i'm like okay so then leave me alone because you i actually do know what i'm talking about and you don't like you just want to be in the conversation because it's because it's trending i'm saying i did the research right. i watched the hour of this shit that i did not like but i went i powered through to see like well maybe it could pick up because sometimes it happens it does you know, and especially with the Twitter pile on shit. Oh my god, I, there's too many times where you watch something and you're like, 
Oh, the people on Twitter are just getting off on each other. Right. And then you go watch it, you be like, that shit is funny. What the fuck were y'all talking about? Right. Right. So you, I can't trust, it's not like I can trust, you know, the general consensus opinion anymore because people are really just making their content off of the stuff now. Correct. So I have to find out for myself. But And that's not saying Evie did, Evie did that. You just reminded me of that point, Evie. Right. Which is, oh, I couldn't even take three seconds. I'm like, well, then shut the fuck up. Right. I'm talking about the jokes he did at the 40 minute mark that I th- found even worse. And you're like, oh, I c- oh, you watched it? I couldn't even. Okay, well, fine. It's a lot of shit to watch. Evie says, I kind of took Megan Thee Stallion saying she wasn't a freak anymore as sarcasm. See, we all reading into it, whatever we needed to be for mm-hmm. our minds. You needed to be sarcasm. The first one before this needed it to be. Uh, uh, it's not really, a, it's just her it's just her about the streets being toxic it has nothing to do with these people attacking her i think she'll still be freaky but may not mess with industry dudes anymore because they are the worst i can't blame the good sis however she meant it i wish her the best Sandler Agnes says hey Ryder karen probably the most disingenuous thing about the box office and many people before have me have mentioned it but it's the reasoning of how killers of the flower moon and napoleon box office grosses don't matter juxtaposed to their budget we know the marvels won't come close to making the required amount to break even theatrically and that it does cost more than those two films specifically cool fine using apple as this company that can afford it versus disney who somehow can't afford it is not only absurd but mad disingenuous both are what top five corporations are pretty much a in the too big to fail range and one company is not this virtuous Pollyanna company nah bullshit and I say that as someone who's loved Killers of the Flower Moon and Scorsese's incredible direction but like a lot of film recently the bank ain't breaking it just ain't 2019 ain't walking through that door 2023 has been also I find it interesting that for everyone talking about the glut of Marvel I don't think there's anything more gluttonous than Martin Scorsese putting out a three and a half hour film like you can't talk about bloating and shoving shit in and how we don't need all that man you making three and a half hour movies shut the fuck up uh 2023 has been front loaded for just about everything not just marvel studios look at march for example for every screen set six you had creed three john wick four shazam uh two dungeons and dragons summer was down despite spider-man guardians barbie oppenheimer and multitude of hits making hard flicks uh all these corporations have streaming apps thinking they can shoo away cable no man also these prices are too high to just go to theaters it's a lot of mess yep and the biggest factor uh is streaming has changed everything and Everybody wanted to get into the streaming service. If, like Roger said, if you want to to temporarily, because it wouldn't be a fix to correct this, some of these people need to get out of this fucking streaming service. Like they just need to completely get out of it, but they're not. And so, since they're not going to do it, this is the end result. Uh, we had comments on the YouTube. Brooklyn Shoe Baby says, "My random banter. I feel like we moved on from the Mississippi brawl on the riverboat too soon." Jay Full corrected her and said, "I thought I was in Alabama." Um, Jay Full said, I'm reconsidering my existence now that me and JL like the same thing. Is that rock bottom? Those checks still in postal workers got to be some amateur crooks. They out here posting federal crimes in the f- group chat. Right? Uh, <laughs> Michael uh, says, I have been married a few decades after all that time. I can still be surprised by my other half. I did not know that she listened to your podcast until she saw me opening a few scented candles from Amazon. First time I ever been called a candle burning bitch. <laughs> Come on, sir. Join the club. Thank you, Karen. When I see you, I'm going to want my grit money. Uh, Brooklyn Shoe Bay says, Rod, thank you so much 
for breaking down what the industry calls a flop when it comes to Marvel movies. I'm clapping my hands, pointing my computer, shouting, preach. Paige says, I cracked up when y'all were talking about being old and going to the store with a nickel. I was on a road trip Thanksgiving and literally commented to to a gas station clerk about how I used to be able to buy a candy bar for 50 cents and now I'm paying 350. What, Paige? Listen, listen, Paige. What the fuck happened? What the fuck happened? I remember you could get a 20 ounce soda less than a dollar. Yes, you could. What the they fuck? They used to be two for a dollar. What in the motherfuck, dog? Candy bars. And this and listen, I I <laughs> this is the fattest I ever sound on the show, but whatever. Nigga, a king size bar used to be bigger than it is and cost less than it did the ones now. Uh-huh. That uh-huh. That, I forgot what they call it. They call, it's a word. Shrinkflation. Yes. Where they charge you more, but the size is smaller. It used to be a time where you like, oh, I want a king size three musketeers. And you was like, oh, my God, the diabetic diabetic coma I'm about to put myself in. Why did I do this? Because it's delicious. Why? But still, now they be like, here's two three musketeers king size share size. And they smaller than the old king size. Mm -hmm. You can't trick me, America. Mm -mm. I'm on to your shit. I'm running for Congress. Um. Uh, S. Carter says, Rod, are y'all having a good time, Karen? Yes. Uh, reminded me of Eddie Murphy and coming to America. Joy. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Uh, that was not planned. Karen nope. Just knew. She just knew. Uh, all right. <laughs> that was probably when the drugs hit, honestly. Uh, the poll, Matt Rife. Yay, may, or nay? Yay, 11%. Meh, 68%. Nay, 21%. I wish I had done this poll before he did that shit. <laughs> so to see how many people liked him before. But it's even worse on Spotify. Mm. Only 2% said yay. 57% said nay. And I mean said meh. And 40% said nay. I, and I, I, I feel like it's because of that special. That and I wonder if you had uh who how many people would respond in that because some of that meat is Well, since we already did the podcast and you can't you shouldn't be doing the poll without us listen listen to the podcast. At that <laughs> point, you should know at least who Matt Rife is. So if you say who, that means you disrespected our podcast because you didn't <laughs> listen to shit we said. <laughs> um I was there. I, I know of him, but that don't mean I know him. Right, but at that point the poll isn't now that you know of him. Ah, uh, okay, I'm with you. you. Who? What the fuck? What would that <laughs> kind of poll would that be? This is why I do the poll. <laughs> Correct. And I do not, because everybody would be like, Sean John is canceled, was a QA. Uh Blair says, I'm listening to the boat cruise part, and it sounds like the new fire festival for old people. Ja Rule started a new scam. <laughs> Langston says, Karen, I got that Coral Allen, and now I can't wait to bring a sword into the hot spring. Do you know who you want to romance in the game yet? Rod, have you played? I don't. I don't know yet. Um, right now, I am uh, too busy trying to clean the ocean floor, and I've been catching bugs and shit. So that's what I've been doing. Ain't got no time for romance. Uh, as for me, I haven't played yet. I've been trying to play... Uh, High on Life just had some new DLC called High on Knife uh, drop. And I really like that High on Life game. 
and I know it's from the studio Justin Roiland used to own or whatever. But in the DLC, I think they took away, like, he's not voicing the characters anymore. And they changed one of the characters to, like, a, a woman instead of the one he was voicing that sounded like Morty from Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been playing that, getting into that. That's all. Alomni says, so Ciroc is not being sold on shelves anymore, or how could they? Oh, how could they? In my Blanche Devereaux voice. Oh, oh, how could they? <laughs> Whatever shall I do? Uh, Dig704 said, I mean, Digal704 says, I honestly didn't know it was still available. I'm good, though. That's the thing. I ain't seen nobody with Sean. I have not seen Sean John in a while. Since the 99 and 2000s, child. I, yeah. I, like, I feel like if someone was wearing Sean John, they'd get clown right now. Before the puffy shit. Uh, Chickens Coming Home to Roost says, guess who? Sydney says, "Good, go ahead and put Puff in there with Robert and Bill. Did you say party 40 as in 40 years old? I thought that fine piece of man meat was 25. I loved him before he collabed with Cardi. No way that's a grown man. <laughs> uh, that's what the article said. I don't know. I didn't do the research myself, but the article said it. Raphael says, had you told teenage me who couldn't afford Sean John when it first dropped that after I could afford it, I, w- I, w- I would have different tastes and it would be canned, he wouldn't believe it. Guess I canceled it long ago. <laughs> Can Nicole says, I had no idea it still existed. Who was buying? Who was wearing it? He doesn't even wear it. And Matt Reif started on Wild and Out if that adds any more context to his comedy. Oh, that, that does help. Maybe that explains some of the black scent shit. You know, because I think the way he does his black scent does not feel um, it doesn't give me the I'm doing my black scent because um, I associate this black scent with sounding black. I, like I know, like in, in a lot of people's mind, it's like, how could you do that? He sounds like this is just how you talk. This is Internet speak. This is TikTok speak. This is how this is. You know, it's like how black slang got co-opted by social media and then it becomes like it's internet speaking. You're like, no, that's that's just how black people talk. Right. That does not that's not the internet. Mm-mm. When you say standing on business, that wasn't the internet that came up with that. That was black people, but you consume our content through the internet because you don't know us in real life, or you don't kick it with us like that, or it's just professional for you, so you're kicking it with us on wild and out, and boom, there you go. Steven says, man, right before Thanksgiving, y'all started pumping episodes out. I missed a few days. I'm so far behind. Well, catch up, nigga. Mm-hmm, catch Cre- up. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> Queen says, every for you. It's either Queen or Key. And I'm sure she's told me before, and I'm, I'm so scared to fuck it up. But Key Taylor <laughs> or Queen Taylor says, ever since I heard someone say that Slim Thug's beard looked like a decayed wisdom tooth, I haven't been able to stop laughing. Oh, no. His take on this was terrible. Silence was always an option, sir. Yep. And Tiffany says, Sean John is right up there with Carl Kanai and Hood Looney Tunes oversized t-shirts. Come on, Carl Kanai. I that forever. Throw FUBU in there. Go ahead, throw FUBU, uh, Cross Colors. Yeah, Cross Colors. is Like, they had a time. Mm-hmm. She said, throw it in the clearance bin at Marshall's. It's been played. Yeah. That would be funny. You go to, Next time you go to Marshall's or Ross or something, it's just full of... Sean John, you like, ooh. I bet you it is. Y'all finally got canceled, huh? They canceled out. Not the clearance rack, the canceled rack. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you got the canceled rack? Yes, yeah, over here. We got some Bill Cosby t shirts. Oh, no. <laughs> we, got, we got R. Kelly albums. 
Come on over here to the cancel rack. The cancel- we actually giving it away. We actually are not charging you for the services. No taxes or nothing. Just get it and walk out the door. Here's a Chriselle. Here's a Chriselle Michelle <laughs> discography. The whole discography. Buy one, have them all. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> Take as many as you can pile in your hands. It's on the council rack. It's on the council rack. Oh, my God. All right. Um, You know what? It's time for a little break, so I know where to put commercials later. All right? So let's let's do this. Episode 2810, 616 day. We have four comments. Uh, Ramsey D. Jenkins says, Y'all banters is the chef smooches. The way I scream when you mentioned Tay Tay being sung to by Usher Raymond, five stars. Thank you. <laughs> it's the chaos we need, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, Pamela M8 says, or Pamela Mate says, Hello, Rod and Karen. I know you talked about it all week, but it bears repeating. The box office is not like it used to be, and I, and I don't see it coming back. We went to see the Marvels again tonight because it was fun. And we're looking at the Google calendar because exactly how often were we going to the movies before? I counted 13 times in 2019, twice in January and February 2020 before the pandemic hit, once in 2021 after vaccination, twice in 2022, and rounding out 2023 seven times. I've got Disney Plus, Netflix, and all the library copies I need, so I'm good. Also, I love the idea of 616 Day because that's my birthday. Well, I mean, that's honestly the reason I came up with it, Pamela. Come on. You think I don't know? <laughs> uh, you know, they call it Juneteenth. I call it Pamela Ting over here. <laughs> uh, would y'all would love to spend the day reliving Marvel greatness and there's nothing stopping me. Spread it around the interwebs. Make sure you get the proper credit. Enjoy your week, Pamela. Thank you, Pamela. Thank you. And yes, I think that's the thing. Even my people that are like, movie going people i'm talking chris lambert uh jl covey they have not been going this Bre- much brandon collins and, and like and they lived in the movie theaters they, they don't just live like some like brandon collins and they make their part of making their living is watching movies correct you know, Chris Lambert, a letterbox dump, he that he loves that. Mm-hmm. And even they are going less than they used to. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of I stream this. It just sneaks in. You yeah. know, I stream this. Um I you know, uh times when you would have seen, you know, at this point X amount of movies in theater, you see less. And what I don't see the analysis of, which I think is very interesting, is that Marvel movies are still performing percentage-wise ahead of other movies. Mm-hmm. Percentage of the box office-wise, meaning that if they whatever they were getting in 2019, they may not get uh, that money, but they're getting they're outperforming the general moving go, movie going public. Meaning, the tickets that are being sold are for Marvel movies in general even as you call them a flop. That says something. Right. And it's and and I just think we're missing forest for the trees. Angela says, hey, Rod and Karen, I love the 616 idea. Does anyone in your orbit communicate with Marvel? They need to pay you as a consultant. 
Listen, I called it. I, I I was on Chadwick first, and that's 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 facts and documented. You 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 had announced that when we after we seen him in forty two. Yeah, so yes. I mean they could you know Kevin Feige might listen. I don't know. Uh, I'm still fascinated by this box office conversation, and I 100% agree with Karen's take about people suddenly being hypercritical of Marvel once they started focusing on black, brown, and Asian stories. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced people hate it on Haunted Mansion because of its significantly black cast and black director. It's a shame they can't properly promote it. Hopefully, studios will learn from that and properly pay and not exploit the talent in the first place, but probably not. I went to see Wish <clears throat> with my resident teenage daughter. It was delightful and clever. I love the normalization of black and brown people. Chris Prime was hilarious and shady disney went out went old style villain i had a brief gop moment where i was concerned for the children because they did not hold back on the villainy the theater was more packed than i have seen since barbie and spider-verse people of all ages were laughing at the jokes and crying at the touching parts even my daughter shed some tears i'm a visual artist and it was beautiful seeing the innovative animation and thoughtful artwork a hundred years of animation is quite a feat Despite the YouTubers saying it was a crap movie, the audience enjoyed themselves. From many of the clickbait reaction video titles, one would think Disney recreated Song of the South and those jive-talking crows from Dumbo. Actually, the Dude Bro section of YouTube would probably praise Disney if they did that. That's true. Uh, anyway, the world is jacked up, but if people would allow themselves to relax and not approach the few nice things we have with their arms already folded, like Karen brilliantly observed, people might be able to have a little fun and experience some beauty once in a while. Love you guys. Agreed. And I've said this before, and I will say this again. Every day I wake up, I fight for my joy and I fight for my happiness. It's a never ending battle. And you know, people don't want to hear that, but it is like hey, when I wake up, I'm going, I'm, I'm like, hey, I'm going to consume myself around things. I'm going to do things that make me happy. You can't do it all the time. Understandable. But on my free time and time I'm not working and things like that, I want to do things that bring me joy. Me personally, I want to do things that bring me joy, things that make me happy. And when you do that, society and the world tells you there's something wrong with you. For wanting to be happy. There's something wrong with you for finding joy in this fucked up world. There's something wrong with you. Like, 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 if you're not sad and miserable and crying and depressed and all that stuff like us, you know, you're the outlier. And it's one of those things where I make a choice not to, you know, I, I'm speaking for myself. I make a choice to go, no, I don't want to participate in that. I'd rather go do something else with my time and my time is precious and I have a limited amount. So I'm not going to waste it on shit that I don't like and I don't enjoy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it feels like people are going in with their arms folded and honestly, like it should be an insult to people like JL Covan. That so many people are basically doing lesser versions of the JL Covan, like, hmm, I don't like things anymore. Come on, JL is the king he of that. He used to be the original, Come you on. know, before Righteous Prick. Uh, like when 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 Righteous Prick originated, and it was, you know, I'm gonna say the negative opinion about something that everybody likes. Now everybody says the negative thing about something. Down here being jail like And it's turning into being like this weird like reality warping thing of no one likes anything. And I'm like, that doesn't make fucking sense. No, it does not. Because for some reason, like it used to be a counterculture point to be like, I think X thing is doing too much. It's not anymore. 
And it doesn't matter how popular or well received something is. Right. The actual content that typically seems to get the attention and make money is the arms folded guy. It's it's the YouTube face guy doing the Yeah. You know, and, and I'm gonna tell you why Avengers actually sucks. It's like, well, damn, y'all y'all really cornered the market on this. It's oversat it's as oversaturated as Marvel Disney Plus shows is oversaturated. It is. It is. It is is oversaturated and also is one of the things where for a lot of these people, particularly with certain movies, you go lies. Number box office wise, like we could really go and get into it like lies because when you go and see these ratings for some of these movies, overall people enjoyed the movies. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's what everybody's doing now. That's where right. the money is. Eve says Disney needs to hire Rod to say the MCU because yo, you have some great ideas. Uh, they don't need saving, but thank you. Uh, the, the only time I've ever completed uh, completed a game at 100% was side quests with the original RPG games that didn't have 50 different side quests. Now I can't be bothered. If I can finish the main quest, I put that down as W. Um, the comments on YouTube for episode 2810, 616 day. One comment from Karina says, hey, Rod and Karen. Uh, so we're doing it, right? I mean, yes, just like I tweet and add all the hashtags and gifts to Star Trek Day, I am fully on board and ready to do the same for MCU Day. MCU 616, hashtag MCU Day, hashtag Marvel 616 Day, let's go. You know what, guys? Fuck it, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if Marvel's going to even see it. But, you know, I'll put the reminder in my calendar or whatever. Mm-hmm. We should, let's fucking do it, man. Yeah. It's because it's fucking let's stupid at this Ain't point. Ain't it stupid? We, as, like, even if you hate the MCU now, there was a time you didn't because they was making good shit, right. you know? And, and like I said, I think the hindsight has turned a lot of stuff into gold that wasn't gold at the time, in my opinion. And But it's now turning stuff that is good into like, it's shit. Because we're talking about stuff at this at this point when they have a good movie, we're like, it didn't make enough money. When they have a bad movie, we're like, the shit was, this is all they make is bad movies. It's, it's getting out of control. So yeah, let's fucking have a day of appreciation. Mm-hmm. Let's fight for our joy. Right. I'm, I'm on board, guys. Y'all convinced I, me. I am too. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And it don't matter how small it becomes or big it becomes. It's one of those things. Six that- months and 14 days from now, it's on, motherfuckers. It's on. It's going to be nothing but MCU joy. On your left, Cap. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> the poll was Have you ever 100% of the video game? I have. I have. Uh, uh, and for me, uh, to 100% it, I, and I like a lot of games, but for me to 100% it, it's got to be something where I beat the main one and I and something inside of me going, I got to do it. I got to do it. And it's rare that I get that. I got to do it type of feeling um, because Roger brought up something that I didn't even realize. I now I play more video games than I've ever played in like in being an adult, but I play all the games a little bit less now because you know, when you're playing less video games, you dedicate more time per game. And so for me to 100% it out. Yes. I think, I think I 100% it out. Um, Paper Mario. I think mm-hmm. that was, I think that was the last one. Paper Mario, Peppa Pig. It's been a few games that I 100% it out. It's I definitely rare. have 100% it's a bunch of games, but it's almost, I never almost really set out to 100% a game. No, that's not the purpose. I just, but sometimes it happens. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 28% yes, 37, 38% no, and 35% of the audience does not game. 
Um, and the percentages on Spotify are a bit different. 34% yes, which is uh, higher. Uh, 47% no, which is also higher. And then only 18% of that audience does not gain, which uh, kind of makes sense. I mean, you're already on your Spotify, on your phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe you uh, a little more technology-based. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, it has some comments for our Q&A. Sorry, for some reason it wasn't telling me that we had extra comments that weren't published yet. Um, just let me refresh and make sure I got, got them all. all. Yeah. But the Q&A uh, was, okay, cool, was um, leave Malika Andrews alone. Yes, please. Brian says, people don't go to movies anymore and it's not bad. I have a big TV for gaming with my girl and a projector uh, for movies and TV shows. Foods and drink is better at home. I hear you, and uh, I was watch. I was lo- I was looking at uh, Nick Jew's tweet Twitter, and she went to the movie, and she was like, "I did not realize how bad the concession wait time is now." Yes, it's it is ridiculous because it's been times where me and Roger were like, "We just go in, we are concession stand people, you know, soda, popcorn, whatever." But now we go, "Nah, I'm good." Yeah, because that line be long as hell, even with the AFC stubs. Mm-hmm. Um, they understaffed. Because a lot of times it is understaffed and they're almost never ready for bigger movies because who knows when something's going to be a big movie. Is it? Right. Like, I think, you know, they're normally surprised when it's a long line. But also, they have diversified what they sell to where they used to have, like, you know, decent popcorn, decent, uh, you know, drink options. Mm-hmm. And and then a, and then they you know maybe you have nachos, pretzel, something like that. Now, now they have like thirty seven things they and and they're not good at any of them. And then I got chicken fingers along with a hamburger along with a corn dog, and that shit takes time. Yeah, that's all I was gonna say. It's like they they they're a jack of none trades. Like they like, yes. they like we do everything, but everything is bad now. And now the mm-hmm. even the things we could do decent are bad now. The popcorn's worse than it used to be, and the wait is longer. So it's like who's served by any of this? You know, I'd say just sneak in some shit. Uh, Malika said, "A uh, guess who says Malika doesn't own ESPN? She just reports sports news. Maybe ESPN didn't know of the Giddy situation. I'm tired of black men attacking black women and trying to blame it on white people. Yes, I'm so. It's been infuriating. And you know, I had a friend that uh, have a friend that I talked to on the phone about this, um, uh, because we were on Twitter and it felt like you can have this conversation in text on Twitter, but I feel like a lot of the communication is lost because you're not hearing each other's voices correct and you talk past each other or you kind of want to like i'm trying to address a point you said three paragraphs ago and then i'm not reading the rest and and then i have to go back and, and you know it, it can get confusing whereas just talking to someone hearing them out is interesting it, it makes it better and so the ge- general point that i want to make is i do understand the idea that ra- there are racial double standards that white people, white athletes benefit from that are wrong and should be called out. And how are we ever going to change that if we can never take them to task? Completely valid. I understand that. That being said, I think you need to prove your case. I'm not sure Josh Giddy is receiving that. Um, if it, Because in addition to the ridicule of social media, um, which he is receiving uh the actual punishments from 
the leagues are pretty much rare when it comes to this stuff. You know, I talked about this on Balls Deep a bit, but to try to run through it fast, Carl Malone, and you could go, well, that was a long time ago. Okay, well, 2023, the All-Star game was in Utah. Carl Malone was there. People were giving him props, photo ops, everything. The league does not care about uh, the – the 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 underage uh woman uh underage girl that he had sex with and had children got pregnant and then did not raise those children so that this is a man they hold in high esteem obviously the way we love kobe bryant i mean there's just no you know it is what it is Mm -hmm. i'm I'm a person that that love uh you know kobe bryant the basketball player and 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 uh, and stuff too so i it, it, that's a very complicated quote unquote thing to deal to, 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 to try to rationalize, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it, and I won't lie about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, and I don't think he's innocent. So I know there's people that will say, well, it's cause he didn't do it. I think you think he didn't do it because you need to think that because you like Kobe Bryant. And I'm not saying that it's the end of the world that he did it. I'm not saying, uh, that, uh, that becomes an unforgivable un uh you can never rehabilitate your image and yourself from that i you can't make a mistake i'm not one of those people anyway but just you know uh so you got kobe right played the entire time yes he did played the entire time so this whole double standard thing i'm wondering where it kicks in because while the media did talk about it it wasn't like he the league was like you're too hot right now we got to get you off the court they were basically like he can play through the trial. He, he was did. on trial playing. Yes, he did. So uh, Dwight Howard, one that most people don't remember, uh, but he had a at the time. He, yeah, and he had an extremely similar situation to Josh Giddy. Video evidence of him in a hotel room with underage girls who who were making jokes about him flying the mountain shit. Mostly jokes. People laughed about it. People made jokes about him being a pedophile. Ha ha ha. That kind of stuff. Um, no trial, no allegations, no investigation by the league. No one called for it. No one cared to this day. They care more about him possibly being on the down low than they care about even this latest scandal with him where he's accused of sexual assault. That's not the real big issue. It's the being on the down low for a lot of people. Right. Um, so you got so you got that with Dwight Howard. Miles um, Bridges playing for the Hornets right the fuck now. Never officially uh he was officially suspended when he re-signed his deal a year after uh being basically pushed away from the team he so he was not officially suspended right away basically the team said we don't want you around the league never weighed in at all once he was signed to a new contract a one-year contract this offseason then they said you're suspended 30 games 20 of those being retroactive to the last season that you didn't play at all 10 of those going into this season and then he got accused of some more shit guess what miles bridges is doing right now playing basketball for the charlotte hornets we're gonna see him play tonight when we go to the game yes we are so even though i respect the idea and i just think you have to show your work even though i respect the idea I don't think you're showing your work when you just try to turn this into a black and white thing. It's just racism. Then show me the examples 
where the black person got Josh, got something different than Josh Giddy. Even Ime Adoka, once again, his team said you can't be around, not the league. League didn't league. I don't think the league ever weighed in on that. They did not. Um, the team said you can't be around. He's now coaching the Houston Rockets, one of the surprise teams of the NBA. Would not be shocked if he's on the short list of coach of the year people. Yeah. Like, I, I think what is happening is that when you only look at it through a racial lens, you miss the bigger picture, which is that sports in general, and especially the NBA, uh, err on the side of business, essentially. Um, and I don't, they may promote themselves as progressive when it is convenient for the corporate structure to look progressive, but they're not that progressive. And I don't just mean the league and the commissioner, the players and the, and the PA too, you know, because the other side of this thing that you don't see people talking about is there's been at least three prominent examples I can think of in the last year or two of people that did have a rush to judgment, ended up suspended, ended up kicked off a team, ended up having their career halted. And then it turns out maybe those people were the, the players were the ones telling the truth and the people accusing them were the ones lying. What are we going to do about that? Right. Time and, and you can't, you, and, and as a, it sounds okay to make it just like, well, that's just what it is until you're in bed with Vegas and someone makes that accusation to fuck up the spread of some game or some shit. If you get to the NBA finals and someone just comes out of nowhere and like, uh, LeBron James beat me. And it's like, well, we got it. I'm sorry, but we got to react to what the public wants. We don't know if it's true or not. We're just going to get you out of the game. That's never going to happen. Right. And facts matter. The PA, the players, uh, the players association won't let it happen, which is what I sneakily think is happening with the NBA. I bet their players association has a much stronger, uh, union than the NFL players association because, and this is where Des Bryant gets tripped up. I think they're looking at like NFL players and being like, why is the NBA? They're, they're saying, why isn't everyone treated like the black NFL players? And it's like, because dummy, you're looking at two different leagues. Right. Even the black players in the NBA don't get treated like the black NFL players. Mm -mm. There's no commissioner exempt list. Right. In the NBA. I don't know if the commissioner has that power to just be like, you too hot right now. I'm sitting you down. You know, even John Moran shit came from the team. Yes. The NBA can't, you know, like the, the NBA could put pressure on them. But at the end of the day, the team's going to be the one to be like, bro, you can't, you too hot right now. Until you, you know, essentially do some crazy shit. Um, and so, anyway, we had three prominent examples. Trevor Bauer, whatever that punter is for the Bills, mm -hmm. and I forget the black dude's name. We've all talked about this on Ballsy Sports. But there's a black NFL player that's accused, that was accused of, like, uh, this woman accused him of, like, sexual assault, domestic violence, but she was caught on ring doorbell camera. Right. She's married, by the way, not to him. Uh, so she was cheating, uh, but and telling him like I'm gonna get my brothers to kill you and I'm gonna fuck your all, career up. All on the ring camera. All on the, and if it wouldn't have been caught on the ring camera, but all three of those guys end up being like suspended right away, and then or or cut right away, and then you look up later and you're like, ooh, they might not have did it. So like, there's pressure on the league from multiple areas that aren't just how do we try to win Twitter tonight. A lot right. of that pressure is like, well, we can't just be out here willing and dealing and then look up later and be like, oops, our bad. Right, because then you have lawsuits. Because you can always 
wait to the end of the trial and be like, okay, yeah, this motherfucker got to go. Right. Which is essentially the hard path to follow, but it's the one they've decided to follow. And it's going to always piss people off because people on Twitter do rush to judgment. They do think everyone's guilty and they do want something done right away, regardless of, and they don't, and because on Twitter, you don't have to have accountability. You don't have to apologize. You don't have to be like, damn, I got that wrong. Nope. Um, so I, I understand why the Josh Giddy thing feels like a double standard, but for every reason I just pointed out, I'm not sure it is. Now, the bigger question is how can you say you care our league that takes this shit seriously and cares about women when essentially you just power through these things? That's the big one. And I think the truth is they don't really care. I don't I don't say that as a uh I don't even say that as I think it's a statement of fact. I don't even say that as an admonishment. Mm-hmm. I don't think these leagues really care. Uh the WNBA at times has moments where you're like, oh, they don't care. You know, oh, this woman got pregnant, now she's out of the fucking what 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 are you doing? Right. Like at the end of the day, the corporate structure gonna take care of the corporate structure. The capitalism gonna side with the capitalism. Uh but yeah, all this shit about Malika, I, I, I just, that's just about hating black women, period. And no one said anything that's convinced me differently. Mm-mm. If that is your starting point for the Josh Giddy discussion is how much something, something Malika Andrews and she dating a white man, you're a piece of shit. Fuck you. And you don't have our people's heart in mind when you say that shit. Uh let's see james says for real every time malik is trending on twitter the usual massage noir tweets come from black sports fans and athletes are very tiresome they're still bitter for the rachel nichols situation I, yeah it's like but it's weird though because like rachel nichols they didn't like her either and they mm-hmm. were glad they were like racist Any bitch woman. you know and i was fair about the rachel nichols thing where i'm like i could see what she was saying in a private conversation and yeah it's ugly but I, I see how what she was saying wasn't really about race for real, but it don't matter. It don't matter. You got to go. Fifi says 100 Super Mario Galaxy and Luigi and Lego Star Wars, uh, the saga. So Fifi got that 100% on there. Ooh. Raphael says these sporting bros, just like many other men out here, need to chill. This massage noir is ridiculous and too damn high. Go teach crypto to no one and build imaginary schools. Let our women breathe. Adebola says the staticky on your left with the Negroes coming out of the magic portal first is going to drive me to tears every time blubbering like a baby. Yep. <laughs> All right. Last episode of the week is episode 2811. Where's the link? We had six comments. Bokai says, I'm sure someone probably mentioned it, but I'll say it. I don't think y'all repeated that story about pepper spray and an Uber driver. It happened in San Francisco and Houston. Okay. All right, yeah. I I didn't know if we repeated it or not, but I just co- I didn't remember the story. I just tried to cover all our bases because someone in the chat room said they think we repeated it, and mm-hmm. you know what's one more story? You know, Abia says update. My new potential friend just texted me. She asked when I'll go to yoga next time. It's on. Eve says why go why to go, way to go Abia. I'm rooting. Uh, Tommy D says my mother who just started using YouTube this year to listen to a singer from Kazakhstan was talking about the Cheesecake Factory video during Thanksgiving. Fake or not, it got the attention of all. It's hilarious how Rod keeps calling Kath, uh, calling Hoda, I don't even know how you say her last name. Koda, Koda, Hoda, Kodby. How do you say her last name? Let me, let me look it up. You know I don't know. I need, I need to look it up. 
because I, I honestly do not know how to say this shit. Um, all right, let's see. Hoda, how to pronounce? How do you say it? Hoda, Kotbi. Oh, it's Hoda Kotbi. Okay. Forward once you know. Hoda Kotbi. Thank you. Uh, but he says, it's funny, I keep calling her Kathy Lee, Kathy Lee, Kathy Lee Hoda. I did. I said it so many times. Might be, might be why we have not seen Kathy. Uh, she didn't step down as co-host. Kathy and Hoda merged together as one super day drinking host to chat us into the third hour of to- to- today every day. Listen, as far as I'm Doing concerned. morning mimosas. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. As far as I'm concerned, it might as well be Trish and the Sizzle, cause they yes. they wanted mimosas to me. And that's that's how I look at it. Shout out to American Dad. Abby says you deserve all the success you have, and I hope your podcast continues to grow and also your wealth. Thank you. Eve says I'm guilty of watching the Squid Game reality shows, and I've been entertained. It's been entertaining because it really brings out the best and worst in people. With some creative editing, the producers made the red light green light game look like it had only taken ten minutes. But to learn, they played for seven hours in the freezing cold is wild. I'm not sure if I want four million dollars that badly. Plus, to hear about how they lived in those dorms, I know some people were funky as hell. It couldn't be me, but made for good television. Yeah, I saw something where they said they had to use condom lubricant as lip chap like chapstick basically yeah because they didn't have chapstick on the hand for them uh they did have condoms i guess because they expect people to have sex i don't know there's a tiktok video of one of the young thugs lawyer going on a rant about bleacher bleach filler arc in defense of her client that's right, an anime arc and not even a canon arc in a court of law when all said and done young thug is not only going to jail these niggas is going under the jail yeah, I you know what I I don't know, I don't know if they're going to jail or not. I, I'm 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 waiting to see if this works. If this somehow works, I, I everyone's gonna use these people for lawyers because I keep seeing these clips go viral on Twitter, and I'm like, how the fuck? What? And then we'll see what the verdict says. We'll we'll see. You know, can you fool people by bringing up bleach? Let's see. Let's see. Uh, comments on YouTube. Alicia says, I'll be reading these first date lists like, am I a basic bitch? All right. You're like, is that wrong with me? Maybe that's why I've been single for so long. I don't know. Karen been married forever and we go to all those places. Oh, so. We did write everything on the list. Kyrie says, happy to super boost the Montgomery Sweet Tea episode. I listened to it no less than three times since release day. It is a mega mood booster for a bad day. Aw. Well, thank, thank you. you. Glad we were able to bring some joy to you. The poll, uh, young thugs lawyer, good job or bad job? 60% say good job, 40% say bad job. If you get free, great job. And on, <laughs> on Spotify, it's even higher. 72% say he's doing a good job, 27% say bad job. So, so hey, then if you put the money. Hey, look, what do I know? I'm not a lawyer. Mm-mm, I have no idea. Uh, and then the Q&A was truly humbled under God out here pushing positivity. Uh, Jane says, "Uh, yeah, there's a difference between thug and T-H-U-G. I'm just saying. That is true. He didn't spell it with the acronym. That's, mm. You may have found a hole in the case, sir. You Are you on the defense? You should call the defense team. They might need some help. Joy says, y'all are my top podcast. Yeah. Kitchen says, yes, why not? 
Um, this nigga spitting says, oh, son of strong. <laughs> Fifi says, my top two now to get you some money. Uh, Chris Chacon says, two years in a row on my rap number one podcast. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Shout out to, to Rapped, Spotify, mm-hmm. putting letting the people know. Uh, we have voicemails. Okay, we need to get to those, but let me play a beat first. Let's get to these voicemails like two different people called us okay first person i don't know who they are but let's see they've left voicemails in the past though hi this is a long time listener of your show um my name's tori i i think i only called in about one other time before but i just wanted to hop on here um you guys are doing banter um for i guess this is a couple days ago today is november 28th and i think this is from an episode from two days ago but anyway um so, Karen, you're talking about cozy games. I just wanted to get on here and say I have been living my best cozy game life. I have been all about the cozy games this season. My birthday was like two weeks ago, and for my birthday, I kicked my kids off of my Nintendo Switch, and they couldn't have it the whole weekend, and I bought myself Faye Farm. Faye Farm is one of the best cozy games. It is. It's a bit sandboxy like Animal Crossing, but it also has like a story quest to it, and it's kind of fast-paced. So it's like, there are flaws in the game for sure, but it's, it's like really, really cute. And the music is great. And it's just, I love Bay Farm. It's such a good game. So I just wanted to hop on here and say that if you were still, because you mentioned about all the cozy, cozy games you're playing. Um, and I just wanted to, I'm trying to get a whole list going. So after this, I already beat the game. It's only like, you can beat it in a weekend if you literally play the whole weekend. And so, um, and then of course there's other stuff to it. So I'm doing that. I'm doing Animal Crossing, and I'm trying to find some other things. So I'm either going to get, like, Goose, the Goose game, or when you mentioned about Coral Island, I'm like, hmm, let me go ahead and try this because I'm just looking for nice, relaxing things to play. But I just had to hop on here and say, Faith Farm, if you haven't played it already, you should get it. I, I just, like, worth it. I think it's only $30 at um, – it's a Switch game, so it's normally 60 but I think it's only $30 at Target. But anyway – Hope you guys had a great holiday, and yeah, that's it. Take care. Aw. Yay! I am so glad that, I, I know I'm not, but it's good to hear that there are other people that are really into cozy games, because, you know, the, how can I say this, the, the gaming industry and the way people view cozy games is a little different because everybody thinks those games are quote unquote not gaming in some people's minds. If you ain't out here motherfucking shooting people in the face, you know, or, 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 or grappling hooks, you know, you ain't really playing video game, but that's not so because there have been cozy games, that, uh, particularly with um, one of my uh, favorite games, Stardew Valley. I spent thousands of hours playing that. I beat it, turn around, and I just restart my farm and shit like that. So the amount of time that people invest in these other games, I invest in cozy gaming. Like I am big time cozy gamers. Like cozy games is my jam because for me, 
particularly during the uh, pandemic when everybody was shutting house for the outside open, it was my escape away from reality, you know, because when I play video games, I like to play as a quote unquote escape. And so, yeah, Faith Farm, I bought Faith Farm when it first hit, so I paid full price, and I don't mind, because it Faith Farm is worth every single dime, if if you like cozy gaming, it is really, really fun, uh, also, like she said, Coral Island, and the Goose Game is good, also, Bear, since you have a Nintendo Switch, baby, Bear and Breakfast is actually really good, you're basically a bear, and you have, like, you, you, you have, like, a, 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 a like, a, these uh, hotels that you make and you might do like a, a, a breakfast thing. And so it's actually really, really fun. So I, yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one that actually enjoys cozy games. Yeah. Uh, I like farm together. That's another good one. That's a good one too. But yeah, check out the cozy games. Don't sleep. Uh, we got a couple voicemails from Kiana. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Karen. It's Kiana. Once again, I'm going to try to make it super quick. Um, <clears throat> The conversations that y'all have been having about Cassie and the lawsuits against City have been so, so, so good. One of the things that came up for me when y'all were talking about Slim Thug and his statement of, like, if something happened and you should have let them people know that, nigga, y'all don't even like the police. Y'all don't even mm-hmm. trust the police. But when it comes to allegations being made against black men that y'all admire or who are powerful or famous or whatever, now it's all of a sudden, well, you should have went to the police. Well, do we fuck with the cops or do we not fuck with the cops? Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two, and I shared this on the on the survey, ever since I heard somebody say that his beard looks like a rotted, uh, a decayed wisdom tooth, I've been, I mean, I already didn't take him seriously, but I've been less able to take him seriously. <clears throat> but the third thing I wanted to bring up is another lawsuit has come up against him. I don't know if y'all covered it, but a woman named Joy Dickerson Neal said that Back in 91, he raped her. And as a part of like her statement for the court, she said that Devontae from Jodeci saw a video of the rape because Diddy has a tendency to record this stuff and he shows people. And so allegedly, Devontae saw it, but he was too scared to go to the police because of like Diddy's fame and notoriety. So he didn't do anything about it. And so my whole thing for like men who act so obtuse when this comes up is if Men know men who are sexually assaulting people and are scared to escalate it because of this person's fame, power, wealth, reach, whatever. Why do we also act like victims can't be scared and that's why they don't speak up? Like people prove every day that they are unsafe for people who are victims of sexual assault to go to because all of a sudden we have no critical thinking skills whatsoever when it comes to people being too afraid to take action or literally just doing what they can to survive. So anyway, love y'all. Have a great day. Um, and I'm sure uh, she got cut off, but before I play the next hey, one, Kiana again. Oh, wait, okay. Uh, before I play the next one, co-sign everything you said, I brought that point up many times about sexual assault and the police and how, you know, in a lot of ways, like Joe Budden taking down his podcast segment about Diddy, people go, Oh, he's scared, but I understand blah, blah, blah. But then they don't understand why somebody could be victimized by Diddy and be like, I also <laughs> need to take my shit down. So, yeah, I, I think, yeah, great point. Great point. Um, but uh, back to your next voicemail. Um, so I'm still listening to uh, the episode where y'all was talking about Slim Thug and Diddy and Luke. And I don't know, you might actually bring this up a little bit later, but the reason Luke came up into the conversation is because an old Black TV interview of Aaron Hall came up where Aaron Hall is basically talking about how he was having sex with Gloria Village when she was underage. 
Mm. And in the video of um, Aaron Hall doing the inter- in the interview, anyway, he says, yeah, and Luke is going to want to take credit for introducing her to me. Mm. And so now people are looking at this video of Luke being like, oh, so you were facilitating child rape? Like, at least that's mm. what it's been on TikTok. And so that's how Luke sort of came up in this, in this conversation. <clears throat> and now he's trying to cover his bases mm. um, to be like, no, I never worked with nobody underage, which, I mean, if you worked with her, there's proof that you work with her. And there's like, if she was underage, she was underage. Mm. Um, but yeah, like that's how Luke came up in the conversation. So that's it. All right. Love y'all. Bye. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. I, cause I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that makes all the sense in the world uh, as well that, that's what happened so um and yeah luke sound like you know his whole thing is i got my receipts i'm i'm ready for this what you know please bring it whatever we'll see if he really means that because i think you know people like gloria velez i mean she's there's a reason that she's um you know who she is like in the industry like people know her name she's not a nobody Mm -mm. and uh at least what she had on social media it seemed like she really was serious about pursuing you know uh the allegations or some level of like um you know it seemed like she was serious about that shit so i i don't i don't know how he's gonna how he figures he can get out of that if uh if that's true so uh i don't know see we'll see Mm -hmm. um all right we got some emails miss stacy says hi rod yes mother skunt is considered an obscenity, but I bust out laughing because it was so unexpected and your accent was killing me. <laughs> For the Caribbean listeners, I hope you see me downloading in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Peace, love, and light to you and Karen, Miss J. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, listen, thank you for downloading. Mm-hmm. Okay? We need every bit we can get. And we do. I, I think I might have posted the charts on like one of our social medias, but we are actually big in uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Like, it's not... It's not a joke. <laughs> Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, we really we really doing it over there. Um, the next one is from Jada, who says, Hello, Rod and Karen. I'm a huge fan of the show, and I'm truly inspired by y'all being able to grow your own business outside of corporate America, also following your own path to get there. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I currently am a medical writer for a medical device company. I'm not bragging, but I'm really – well, listen, I'll be what – would tell you big pharma is something to brag about it's, it sure is something to brag about uh but i'm i am a really good writer and i would like to use my talents in a different in different avenues in the past i did write reviews for shows on nina podcast fandom website i'm trying to find another way to write in the entertainment spaces i love tv movies and podcasts i am and also interested in voice acting on podcasts but i do not even know how to get started nor uh i don't know what training i need any advice you could give on getting started or writing and voice acting in the entertainment podcast space would be so helpful. I just feel like I doubt myself before even trying something new and really want to break out of my fear and try new things. Thank you for ed- entertaining me. Y'all show has truly helped me to feel better through a tough time I'm going through. All love, Jada. Well, first of all, glad that we're helping you go through a tough time. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it always nice to be helpful. Um, as far as like, I don't have any, like, I wish I had some type of like super good advice about this stuff because 
it's gonna sound cliche and honestly the reason the cliches are cliches because a lot of times there's truth in them um but the main thing i would say is if you want to get into those spaces one you need to look at people that's doing it and uh possibly see what they're doing you know what you can glean from just their product two this is the tough one it's the one nobody wants to hear you probably have to start doing it on your own like so if you want to do like some voice acting stuff you may need to you know do go on your tiktok and do some stuff uh go on your make a podcast write a couple scripts on your own do a couple sketches um find a couple like-minded people there's all kinds of reddit and all this stuff Mm -hmm. now where you may be able to find some like-minded people that could collab with you um and it's tough and it's gonna be thankless and it's often not gonna be a lot of um uh, uh traction at first so that's the part that's really tough is like whistling in the wilderness and and not having anything returned back to you right um but that's kind of what happened with our podcast our podcast started and it wasn't like you know the first episode we was doing all we was getting all this feedback and comments Child, we really yeah, didn't we, know who was listening no nope, we crossed the we were like, Ooh, 100 yeah we never so like uh it's a long road to to us being able to do something with a business yeah. like that took five to seven years i think yeah, and that's the dedication part where a lot of people waver, and that's the part nobody wants to go through, kind of. And, you know, and the way it is now and the way the Internet and everybody, in some things it is a instant success. But for most people that you see, it is not instant. <laughs> and that's the part I don't tell you. For most people, it's not somebody just finding somebody in the middle of nowhere, plucking them up and say, okay, you got the job. It normally does not work like that. For most people, it takes years of being good at your craft. Like they said, the 10,000 hour type of thing. Like you have to get really, really good at it. I think uh, also you should do as much stuff for yourself as you can because you control that content. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also, um, can like when you do something for someone else they can take it down they can decide they don't like you know they don't like you no more and now they don't took all your shit off their website i've seen that happen with writers in the past you know i've seen uh they cannot promote you as hard as they would promote themselves you know that kind of stuff whereas like you know if you write say for medium you go like make write up start writing something on medium the right people view it it gets lucky it hits the algorithm all that credit comes back to you you become a writer that people look forward to reading and at the end of the day writers write and so if if you uh, uh for writing specifically you can't be like well once i get the job i'll know how to i'll be able to produce something weekly for everybody you need to be doing something weekly for yourself so that when you pitch yourself to people, they go look at your archive and they go, oh, she's a consistent writer that's always honestly putting shit out. So that's why I would go with that. Um, and, you know, I, I, if you listen to podcasts that do like sketches and voice work and shit, email them. See if yeah. maybe they like if y'all need a voice actress or something. Here's, a, you know, here's a sample of my voice work. Maybe they'll hit you up. You Th- those are just shots in the dark for me. Right. You never know. Right. Zoe Wright said, what's up, y'all? You have mentioned something that was quite impactful on today's episode, 616 Day, and that we should have a Marvel Day on June 16th. Man, you ain't never lied. Uh, Usually these things start off as a grassroots ever, so I put out on an IG post to get the ball rolling. 
Uh, there was some something else you talked about that got me thinking. When you talked about the greatest hero entering you, entrance, you mentioned Thor's entrance in Infinity War with Stormbreaker, and that would have been my first instinct. I thought, what could be better than that? Then you mentioned On Your Left, and I thought, of course, of course. That feeling is unbeatable, and we've been chasing that feeling ever since. I think that's that's it because of this scene that many people feel that Marvel has, hasn't been hitting like it used to. I think people need to understand that that feeling can't come from every film, and you have to build up to that. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's hard to recapture that emotion on subsequent viewings at home. Well, also, once you've seen it before you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So right. they'll never probably have another moment that can feel up to that because the next time you'll be expecting on your left cap, you know, it's what it is. It's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's not a feeling that can be replicated. You have to move to new things. I feel like it's better to watch that, watch a clip of the audience in the theater reacting to that scene for the first time. It's magical. It's fun. I've done that before for certain scenes, uh, how people would like record it like in the theater and you could feel that energy it's like watching as a little girl finds out that darth vader was luke's father it's like watching three Ah. teenagers react to phil collins in the air tonight when the bead drops halfway through the song it's basically a super bowl winning touchdown marvel did that make my marvel i also shouted you out on instagram because coincidentally i just found out that your appearance on backlook cinema was the number one episode on spotify yes we were on backlook cinema uh we told y'all about it on the uh, on the podcast, uh, like a week or so ago, we talked about alien resurrections. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. So I guess I was sweating it for nothing, or maybe I gave it just the right amount of sweat. When the two of you are on the show, you truly elevated. Thanks again. Also, thanks for your thoughts on the Marvels on For Our Nerds. As usual, we have very similar thoughts on that movie. See you later, Zoe. Thanks, Zoe. Thank you. Uh, don't forget to check out Backlook Cinema. It's a good podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Celeste writes in, Hi, Rod and Karen. I haven't written in for a while because life has been lifing. But as always, I've been enjoying your thoughtful and informed takes on current media. I love doing it for the Graham segment. It's always so fun and funny. A few things on some episodes in the past few weeks. Not to pile on the Julie situation. You, Karen, and most of the listeners have hit most of the points. But I want to I wanted to relate it to angry, sad and lonely discussion. Uh, I think that is what she was projecting on you both. And possibly that is why she heard what she heard. The impact of the pandemic, even as COVID is still infecting folks and causing short-term harm, disruption and health concerns and possible long-term ones is so layered. Living through traumatic events, large and small, that does not have a seeming endpoint and or no time to process does lifelong harm to humans, period. It impacts how we think, process, and move through the world. It's not a character flaw to acknowledge that the last three to almost four years have been life-altering. Right. You can't positive or negative think your way out of it. You can't wish or pray it away. The fact that we went through and are going through challenging times as a collective happened and is happening and it's real. Now we will all process that differently through the lenses of the glasses we look out at the world through our race, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, lived experience, family of origin and choice, region of the world we live in, etc. But social media perpetuates and amplifies the lie that there is only one way to do this thing, and that's where the competing flying monkeys try to swoop in to externalize and project the discomfort on the others. Yes. That certainty can seem to someone sometimes calm our anxieties and uplift our depression. Being angry and having a focus can cut be a rallying point for many when the alternative is feeling like our feelings, getting support and living out in the moment. Oh, yeah, it's feeling our feelings, getting support and living in the moment. And like Karen said, none of us are above getting caught up. 
I know there were some that I looked to online and saw what I wanted to see in my own at certain moments. And when I was able to be grounded with real folks who know me in real life, I look back like, what the hell was I thinking looking to them for insight? Yup. It's a big. I agree. I was there too. And, and like I said, nobody's immune and anybody can get swept up into it because it's designed <laughs> that way and nobody is above quote unquote getting tricked because everybody want to claim they're above getting tricked but somebody somewhere we all underneath the sound of my voice at one period of time have got tricked by somebody and it's one of those things where that's something that impacts people and they feel stupid and all that shit versus saying this is a, a problem and let's stop the people that are tricking it's easier same thing blame the victims of the uh, uh, who have been tricked and be like you're the problem yeah, and um, like I was listening to this interview that um, man, I can't remember her fucking name, but this woman did um, who is an actress on um, yeah, the back room with Andy, uh, Andy Ostroy. It was Juliana Margulies uh, who was being interviewed, and it's gone viral this podcast interview where she's Jewish and she's talking about Israel versus Hamas. And then she gets into some really, some really harsh territory about race and gender and like being upset with black and brown people, black lives matter, being upset with the LGBTQ community, being upset with Americans. And, you know, I, you can tell from what she's saying, that she's seen some stuff that I haven't. And right. I, it's easy to say people are making shit up, but I, I I know for a fact that we just don't all have the same experience online. Mm -mm. And these algorithms are not just based off of you liking or disliking something. It's only based off of you interacting or stopping scrolling. Yes. And so the and algorithms it, are smart. And I mean, even for 0 0.001 of a second, they can tell. Like when when you see something and you're like, I'm not clicking on that, but you stopped for a second, that it just registered, oh, you stopped. So we know if we show you this five more times, you're gonna click on it at some point. Um, and so there's this big disconnect I think that's happening where there are Jewish people who have been I've obviously terrorism is going to terrorize you. That's what that's terrorism the purpose. does. So I, you know, I don't think there's any way to understate what happened to to Jewish people in Israel on October 7th is it's one of the most horrific things I've literally ever heard of. Right. Um, it is it, shocking, you know, what happened, even, you know, just the same way that you can hate America. But then 9-11 is shocking because it's a reason it's called 9-11 because it don't happen every day. Right. It's it's a reason. Um Anyway, so I'm listening to her and, and you know, I get the clips that go on viral and how offensive it is. And I'm not trying to defend and debate the offense of those clips. I, I, I did find them to be dismissive and offensive. Um, and 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 I know it's because she was mad that she was trying to make these points. But what I listened to it and I realized and, I, and I've, I've, I've other podcasts I've listened to where people are like, where Jewish people are very angry and feeling betrayed. Um, and I'm listening to it and I'm realizing a couple things, but the main thing I'll point out on this episode is the stuff they're seeing is the kind of stuff that makes people angry and incensed. And it's the stuff that they're seeing on their algorithm. I'm not seeing. 
Correct. So it's personalized. I personally have not seen or stopped or or investigated or clicked on anything where somebody said like I support Hamas. I haven't. From my understanding, Hamas, while being partially a government system to certain people is also responsible for some terrorist shit, some war shit. They also have some rhetoric that I don't agree with. And I, and just because people like, I'm not going to be tricked into agreeing with the shit It's like, I'm no, nah, that, that shit is foul is eradicate. I can't be like, well, it's okay to eradicate them people. I, it's fucked up. Right. But I haven't seen people agreeing with it on my timeline. I don't, whatever those things that are being shared, I, they just ain't making it to, to where I'm at. Um, and it's not to say I don't see inflammatory shit on my timeline. It's just not of that nature. It's normally right. them showing me what Ba had to say on Hot Firestarter uh, about the Tar Heels or something. And it's like, they know that I'm going to stop and be like, God damn it, Ba, why you got to talk about us? <laughs> but I but I just don't engage, you know? But they show it to me every morning because they know I stop and see it every morning, right? So... But if I was if if it was Israel versus Palestine that I was stopping on every morning, it would show me that, right? So the side of the algorithm that I see is never the uh is I don't see people committing hate crimes against Jewish people, even though I read articles and know that it it, it happens, is happening. There's right. anti-Semitic violence that is happening mm-hmm. in America and stuff. It's not made up just because it's not convenient to the narrative of you know Israel versus Palestine on on the timeline doesn't mean it's not happening right and so but if 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 you're imagine you wake up every day and you see violence against your own people then you see people saying the more extreme like I agree with Hamas that Black Lives Matter Palestine thing I did see oh, that was terrible where they show the pair they the paratrooper and they're making like light of it in jokes I, like this is why I say like the you cannot be fooled by liberal people when they talk about restorative justice and um, recidivism and all that. You, they can't fool me. They're just as they are just as unforgiving and harsh and patriot. And, and all those other things that you try to throw at just oh no, only one side of the internet is like that. No, it can be like that on either extreme. Yes, it can. Because to me, that's not a thing to make light of. And they literally put that up within hours of that attack before we knew anything. Um, and that same Black Lives Matter organization of Chicago, which, you know, I understand Black Lives Matter is not a monolith, is not, it's a leaderless, leaderful movement or whatever you fuck you want to call it. Point being, the logo is on the fucking document, it's from the account. The people seeing that shared, I'm sure it's bothering them. If I'm right. Jewish and you share that, I'm like, why, why is that okay to share? That's fucked up. You know, um, this is saying we were just saying Kyrie and Kanye were wrong for this shit. Why is that organization with Black Lives Matter on it sharing this shit? And then if you want to say, well, you know, I support Black Lives Matter. That's fine for me. Black Lives Matter later goes on to say for the the reason you should go to the Palestinian rally, which was like a uh, the Free Palestine rally, like a few days later, that that specific chapter says, because it's going to be some fine Palestinian men out there. That's not about the cause. Right. That's not about the cause. That's not about justice. That's just social media aggregation. If anything, it should be insulting to the cause. Yes. My point being, if 
people see that, they react, especially if they go off the handle right away and get mad without any research. They sound like uh, Mark was Juliana Margulies. You sound like that because you're so mad. You're like, fuck this and fuck these people and fuck that. And especially when we we was on their side for this shit and look what they doing to us. Well, we didn't see the first part. We didn't participate in that. Many of us don't agree with that first part. If we would have seen it, we would have been like, yeah, that's out of pocket. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it becomes conflated. When she was listening, she was so angry. When I was listening to her, she was so angry. She was conflating multiple things. Like, she was conflating, conflating, like, if you said free Palestine, you essentially said, I'm down with Hamas, and I think we should kill Jewish people. If you said... um, Free Palestine, that means you're down with the people that say from the river to the sea and you want Jewish people eradicated. Like it was a lot of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I could just tell she was angry and 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 just lashing out. And it's not gonna help because anybody who heard that shit is just gonna be like, Why the fuck are you talking bad about black and gay people? Why the fuck are you talking bad about, you know, people that just want the killing to stop? Why are you trying to act like we're not educated and we're stupid if we want and and because of that, it won't reach who you claim you want to reach. Mm-mm. It'll help you vent, but it's going to make your life worse because the motherfucker's going to be like, you racist bitch for the rest of your life now. Um, so nothing was gained from it. But that, to me, goes back to what you're saying about the internet and how we get swooped up and how everything just turns into content because at the end of the day, what I think that woman was truly trying to get at, but I don't even know that she understood it. I don't know that anyone involved in that everyday battle online of anything can truly understand it i feel like what people are really rallying against is that everything has become content and that a very real struggle between like like where people are literally dying every fucking day for a lot of people it's just a hashtag it's resharing the tweet it's a picture it's like it's not like to them is they don't care about the minutia and the complications of it. It's how do I make sure I get my moment of just, I chimed in on it. And what I thought was so ironic is one of the things she said was, I mean, when black, when George Floyd got killed, I put a black square up on Instagram and I wanted to be like, Oh, you don't see mm-hmm. your black square is the same as somebody's free Palestine right now. Yes, it is. And remember, I don't know if you remember, a lot of black people didn't like that black square shit. No, they did not. A lot of black people were like, I don't like this black square shit because you ain't really doing nothing. You don't, it doesn't mean anything. You didn't, you don't know the complication. You don't really fucking care. You just check mark, I was here and and you're out. Well, for a lot of people, that's what this shit is for them is you're right. Like what you're insist about is that they don't care. You're like, you don't really care because the things you're saying aren't real solutions or have any real depth or history that are that truly can help navigate this conflict. Like what you're saying is just is it's like you look in the back seat and your kids are hitting and you go stop hitting each other and then you turn around and keep driving and it's like well you don't like the and the kids are like well she hit me first and he said this and da-da-da. and you're like I said stop hitting each other I did my part you know. That's how people, I think that's what she's really reacting to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, reacting in possibly the, the worst possible way to react because no one's going to hear what you're saying. No, they're not. Um, but, yeah, I think that's everything now. 
um moving on thanks for the walking dead recap i really appreciated it i'm looking forward to rick and michelle mini spinoff i hope you both and your families have a good holiday thank you thank you we did <clears throat> last one's from john good morning ron and karen I've only seen one Marvel film, Black Panther, because, well, I kind of just lost interest in superhero stuff a long time ago, but that's just me. At times, I've been like, wow, another Marvel movie, but I've never really, it's never really bothered me in any way. I'm glad people love them. I really enjoy hearing about all the cool shit that Marvel has done with increasing diversity and representation in stories uh, and those, that those films tell. It's just not a big deal. I watch stuff I like that other people watch uh, what they like. No big deal. So I really enjoy your long discussion about the silly fatigue and ridiculous arguments of the haters. I agree with pretty much everything y'all said. I just wanted to add that when it comes to 2023 being such a down year for box office films, there's another angle that makes Barbie success all the more impressive. Fashion bloggers, podcasters, Tom, podcasters Tom and Lorenzo noted that the writer's strike happened before Barbie was even released and that the film really only got a couple weeks of pre-release promotion events before the strike really went into effect that meant no red carpet events which for a film like barbie was likely a huge part maybe the main part of the promotional campaign especially since one of the big things about barbie the toy was all the crazy outfits as tom and lorenzo joke margot roby alone undoubtedly undoubtedly had dozens of barbie inspired dresses and outfits custom made by the world's biggest fashion designers and never got a chance to be shown on the red carpet so the fact that barbie made 1.7 billion is crazy as much as barbie content was all over social media it would have been exponentially more so if barbie cast had been strutting their fineness for pick for pictures at major fashion and red carpet events anyways just thought that was an interesting aspect to the strikes effect on promotion and the box office to add to the equation yeah and i don't man maybe i'm being confused but i still remember like some promotion for it very Um, little and then the strike happened but um well what i was gonna say is because yeah i'm looking at Issa Rae in her Barbie looks, um, cause that's that's the reason I remember is cause I, uh, Issa Rae is so fine, and every time she posts like something, I'm like, oh, let me, I gotta check this out. And so I do remember her rocking like pink and stuff places. I just don't remember like where it was too. And what I was gonna say is, I wonder if they were rocking stuff knowing the strike was coming and they just started rocking the shit taking their pictures and stuff kind of before the red carpet stuff so that even as there was no red carpet um we would still have the barbie photo shoots and stuff to share Mm -hmm. because i definitely saw these pictures before the strike right um yeah like i'm looking at pictures now not to get too lost in the Easter ray but um, yeah, I'm looking at pictures. I googled like Issa Rae Barbie dress, and yeah, there's there's several looks. So I I don't yeah. So yeah, it was a London premiere that that Issa took pictures took uh took some pictures at like yeah. So they had promotion for it, and that's also a big part of it. It was one of the few movies that still was able to have some promotion because after writers and actors went on strike, nothing was happening. Your actors couldn't even do red carpets. Mm-mm. On a completely unrelated note, I don't know if I'll share my dad's porn collection on social media after he passes, but I'm also not ruling it out. He used to love, have lots of magazines, but I imagine he's moved on to internet bookmarks since he's actually pretty tech savvy for an 80-year-old. But you know whose porn de- collection we are definitely going to see after he dies? Brian Me Nights. <laughs> Those kids are going to be spilling so much mess. Man, listen, uh, if they, it depends on which kids. 
because he yeah. probably wrote them other kids out as well. I mean, you know he did. So the new kids might not might not do him like that mm-hmm. since he claimed them. Mm-hmm. More importantly, though, I wanted to ask who gets the Gender War Artist of the Year for 2023? The nominees are Will and Jada, Kiki and Darius, Megan and Tori, Taylor and Travis, or Johnny and Amber. Johnny and Amber feels like last year. Uh, cheers and stay safe. Honestly, none of them get it. Right now, it's Cheesecake Factory Woman. I got to give her a credit. I, like I said, I had Above to go back and, beyond and all. I had to go back and give her a new grade. I, the amount of content she spawned <clears throat> off of a video of I'm not after it was done with the most wooden acting you've seen outside of a Brian McKnight's porn collection. Oh no! It is it, it's horrible, and at the same time, it I cannot deny the impact. So they the <laughs> favorites right now, and the other ones also can be like a little bit too real because like. You know, like Will and Jada's fine. I don't care about. It. They don't bother me at all. Mm-mm. But but I know they bother a lot of people. So mm-hmm. you know, obviously, Jade. If Will and Jada had both put out books this year, I think they could get it. But since they taking turns, yeah, because Will's was out last year. She yeah, put out hers this year. I feel like Jada's already kind of fading out the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Kiki and Darius too real. Megan and Tori too real. Uh, Taylor and Travis is they not starting gender wars. It's just people hate. Taylor Swift mm-hmm. for for no good reason, uh, and Johnny and Amber's last year. So I'm gonna go with right now Cheesecake Factory girl. Uh, P.S. I love to get on the holiday card list if there's still spaces. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, there's still spaces. Only like I think we're at 83 now, so there's only like 17 cards left after this. So but y'all better get them addresses in. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, all right, that's it for today's episode. Except for envelopes. We got some uh, holiday cards in the mail. Yay! Uh, I like holiday cards. Yes, she does, y'all. She keeps them all. I really do. And uh, Ryle Rogers opened up that. If you want to send us a holiday card, you can go to the Black Guy Who Tips uh, about page, and our uh, mailing address is there. Yep. Um, TheBlackGuyWhoTips.com slash about. That'll get you our mailing address, theblackouttips.com slash Black Friday. That'll get you the Black Friday deal. This one has a glittery snowman on the front. Oh, can't wait to pick all this glitter up off the floor. Um, <laughs> wishing you all the magic and wonder of the season and the warm memories to cherish all year long. Enjoy a seat. That's that's the car. And then this one is enjoy a season of overflowing with peace and love and happiness. Carl and Abima. Thank you. Oh, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Okay. I really love the cards, y'all. I do. And we got one last one. Um, and oh, this one got Yoda on the front. Oh. It says Christmas it is. Oh shit now. <laughs> it also has that on the back that snow thing that attacked Luke when Luke cut <laughs> off his arm. Uh-huh. That's uh, hilarious. Classic. Um Oh, and then it's a pop-out card. I love pop-out cards. It's, you see how it's three-dimensional? Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. It's got like C-3PO and uh, Leia on there and uh, uh, R2, R2-D2 and uh, Christmas tree. And I think this is Han and Luke. Oh, this is amazing. This is amazing. It's even got the, it's even got the drone droid that, was, <laughs> that, that, that found them on Han. <laughs> celebrate we must uh it says on the inside rod and karen wishing you a very merry christmas and a happy new year cheers to all the tip nation all the best um from tanya w42 oh thank oh, you tanya thank you. 
so thoughtful. Yes. Okay. I love Star Wars stuff, especially Star Wars Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to have a listener that gave us like Christmas ornaments every year yeah, we like ornaments. for Star Wars. But then I made a joke about um, Elizabeth Elizabeth Warren, and they who I out. voted for, who I, I voted for I voted in the primary. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Warren, my girl. But anyway, I made one joke, and this person was like, fuck you forever, you piece of shit. You and, hate, you and your ornaments. I hate black people. In I'm fact, out. I, in fact, I need to get one of them. I personally picked up the tradition. I'm I like, can't believe I put up a black square for George Floyd for you niggas to do this. You know, whatever. <laughs> and then she just stopped listening and, and just like completely turned her back on the show over... And I promise y'all the joke wasn't me. It mm-hmm. was just like a regular like... I don't even think the joke was on Elizabeth Warren. But anyway... Mm-hmm. The person stopped listening, and now I can't. I don't know where she got those ornaments from. I can't, That's what I'm mad about. I can't find them anywhere. I've looked. For I've googled. Them. I've tried everything. Those specific type of ornaments were so fucking dope, and uh, I'm sorry that she stopped listening. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm, but at the same time, I will not. I have my integrity. I have my word, and I will not bow down to anybody. <laughs> not even the joke police that are sending me stuff every week. Not even then. I nope. I just have to not get it for Christmas then if I got to lie and say I can't make jokes about Elizabeth Warren sometimes. I'm sorry. All right, y'all. That's it. Thank you for listening. Uh, Don't forget all the feedback, way to leave feedback is in the show notes, Mm -hmm. website, voicemails, uh, emails, all that stuff. Um, Black Friday deal is is going on until the 5th and then it's over. And, And so just know that. Um, and if you have any issues, email me. Cause like I said, I, uh, I, I, I've been getting emails from people who are saying like, Oh, my premium is having an issue. So mm-hmm. email me, I'll look into it, take care of it. And I'm going to go through and audit all the, all the stuff. There's going to be so many people, but I got to do it. I got to go through and audit yeah. the membership roster on the website. Be because sure everybody's where they need to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just to get it all in line. So, whew. all right, y'all, that's it. Until next time, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.